and welcome to Seeking the Gospel Truth. I'm Giselle Aguiar, and my hope is to show you how to have a personal relationship with our Savior, Jesus Christ, and that salvation is through Christ alone by the free gift of God's grace. Friends, we are living in the last days, and Jesus is coming back soon. You need to be ready. And the only way to do that is to listen to the Word of God and invite Him into your heart. I pray that as you hear this message, it will encourage you to read the Bible for yourself. Seek the truth. Ask God to open your heart, eyes, and mind to understand what His Spirit is trying to tell you. The episode will begin after a short message. Why worry? Give all your worries and cares to God. Why is it that when things seem to be going smoothly, and worry and anxiety start creeping up? It never fails. It starts as a twinge. You're reminded of a bill that's due and you're not sure how you're going to pay it. Or you have a deadline to, to meet and you start doubting that you can make it. You watch or read the news and your heart breaks. That's the devil getting a foothold in your life. It doesn't take much. Satan is like the splinter in your hand. If you don't deal with it and pull it out, it will get infected and fester and become a bigger problem than just a little splinter. This last chapter in Peter's first letter is one that gets quoted a lot, kind of like Philippians 4, which we covered a few days ago. Let's dig in section by section. First Peter 5. And now a word to you who are elders in the churches. I too am an elder and a witness to the sufferings of Christ, and I too will share in his glory when he is revealed to the world. As a fellow elder, I appeal to you, care for the flock that God has entrusted to you. Watch over it willingly, not grudgingly, not for what you will get out of it, but because you are eager to serve God. Don't lord it over the people assigned to your care, but lead them by your own good example. And when the great shepherd appears, you will receive a crown of never-ending glory. That's 1 Peter 5, 1-4. Here, Peter is addressing fellow church leaders. However, note that Peter doesn't refer to himself as pope or bishop. No, he's a fellow elder. Church leaders are to serve God willingly and not grudgingly. As servants of the great shepherd, Jesus Christ, we will get a crown of never-ending glory and honor after his glorious appearing. Um, and I, I, a couple of months ago, I did a um, study on the book of Revelation, and you can uh, go to my blog and click on in-depth studies and click on a Revelation there. And... Um, um, at one point in the book of Revelation, um, the Apostle John describes 24 um, elders there. So more than likely, Peter is one of those. Um, he's up there along with um, Paul and John and Thomas and, you know, the, the, um, uh, all the, uh, the, the, the 12 disciples. Um, and more than likely, you know, some of the other early um, church leaders that are named in the book of Acts. It will be really cool to meet these people in heaven. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Oh, and you know that 
image of Peter at the pearly gates. No, 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 no. That's just fake stuff. Okay, no. Peter isn't standing there holding the keys and sitting with a book in front of him if you're on there or not. No, 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 it doesn't work that way. And if, you, if you're not sure, uh, go into my site and search for heaven. And I've got a lot of nice articles on that that describe what heaven's going to be like and how you get in it. Um, uh, I have a quote here from the Bible study from um, Love God Greatly. I, and I found it in the free Bible app, which I highly recommend. Leaders have a responsibility to lead honestly, humbly, and by example. They are accountable to Jesus Christ and will be given a reward for their service upon his return. All right, continuing in Peter's letter, we're in verse 5. In the same way, you who are younger must accept the authority of the elders, and all of you dress yourself in humility as you relate to one another for, and he's quoting Proverbs 3.34, which reads, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And in verse 6, so humble yourself under the mighty power of God, and at the right time, he will lift you up in honor. Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. First Peter 5, verses 5 through 7. God hates pride, pride for the wrong reasons. It's okay to be proud of your child for doing well. It's also okay to be proud to be an American. When it's your own achievements, you have to learn to give the glory to God. Everything you have is because God allowed you to have it. God gave you the talent, led you to obtain the skill, knowledge, or experience. He allows you to work for a living. An important phrase in verse 6 is, at the right time. Um, other versions like the NIV say, in due time. We usually want things to happen in our timetable. More often than not, God has us waiting in his timetable. That was my experience when I was unemployed for two years in 2008 to 2010. That was a humbling experience. Moreover, if you don't humble yourself, God will eventually humble you. Read the book of Proverbs regularly. That's in the Old Testament, it's right after Psalms. And you'll see how God feels about pride and humility. Verse 7 is also important. Remember, we started out talking about worries. They start small, then grow and grow until they consume your life. You can't function. That's when verse 7 comes in. It's not easy, though. Giving everything to God means that you admit that you can't do it yourself. You need his help. What's great is that God wants to help you. Furthermore, he'll help you a lot once you submit to him. Surrender your life to him. Holy surrender. Okay, continuing. Watch out for Satan. First Peter 5, 8 through 9. Really important. Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. Remember that your family of believers all over the world is going through the same kind of suffering you are. And again, I'll defer to the Bible study in the free version Bible app from Love God Greatly. And I quote, 
In this passage, Peter describes the enemy of God, Satan. Our ability to recognize and discern counterfeits can only come when we have been saturated with the authentic truth. When we roam outside of the safety and care of the Lord's hand, we risk becoming prey to the enemy's lies, accusations, deceptions, and temptations. This passage instructs believers to be clear-minded and attentive because the enemy's sole goal is to kill, steal, and destroy. He opposes God's agenda. He works against God's plan. He violates God's character. He assaults God's people. But the enemy uses crafty, subtle, attractive methods to convince believers of his lies. He will whisper that God's way is just a little too hard, that God is just a little too far from us, that God is just a little too busy for us, that we have to be the only ones struggling in our situation, that we have to be good to receive God's blessing. But the Bible is that the Bible is mostly almost true, that life was meant to be easy, comfortable, and personally fulfilling. Again, that's from Love God Greatly. And I've got some related content over in my blog, The Lies Satan Speaks, How to Avoid, How to Overcome Temptations, Combating the Strategies of the, of the Devil, Discerning False Teachers. This is stuff that we've got to struggle with every day. We have to confront this stuff every day. And the thing is, like, like he said, um, in... Um, um, yeah, but the, the, the love got greatly says here, it says, um, our ability to recognize and discern counterfeits can only come when we have been saturated with the authentic truth. And where do we get that? We get that from reading the Bible and studying the Bible and, and ev being in the Bible every day, whether it's just 15 minutes at lunchtime or 15 minutes while you're in the bathroom in the morning or at night before you go to bed, you just have to read the Bible. That's the truth and believe the word and ask God to help you understand the word. Once, once the more you're in the Bible, when you, and, and again, it helps you discern, it helps you tell the difference between what's a lie and what's the truth. Even if something might be disguised, you get that feeling like, you know, I don't think that's kind of right. Let me investigate a little bit. And when you start investigating, you realize that, uh-uh, you shouldn't, you know, stay away from that, whatever it was. You know, and we, we have to do it because if we don't, then we're lost. We're lost. We're lost to the devil. We're lost to the world. And we can't do that. All right, Peter's closing of his first letter. Verse 10, in kindness, God calls you to share in his eternal glory by means of Christ Jesus. So after you have suffered a little while, he will restore support and strengthen you, and he will place you on a firm foundation. All power to him forever. Amen. I have written and sent this short letter to you with the help of Silas, whom I commend to you as a faithful brother. My purpose in writing is to encourage you and assure you that what you are experiencing is a true part of God's grace for you. Stand firm in his grace. 
Your sister church here in Babylon sends you greetings. And so does my son, Mark. Greet each other with a kiss of love. Peace be with all of you who are in Christ. Was Peter in Babylon or Rome? Some say that Babylon was probably symbolic for Rome, but you know what? It doesn't matter. What matters is obeying what Peter is telling us to do in this letter. One, lead willingly. If somebody asks you to lead something, lead willingly, not grudgingly. Two, be humble. Three, acknowledge that God is way more powerful than you. Four, give your problems to God. Throw them on his shoulders, in his hands, at his feet. Five, watch out for the workings of the devil. Six, stand firm and be strong in your faith. And I've, I've had, I've, we've done several studies on, on that from Paul's letters. Seven, be patient, wait on God. Stand on his firm foundation. The only way to obey all this is to be solid in your salvation. Unshakable faith can withstand anything that Satan throws at you, and you can only have it if you have invited Jesus into your heart. And if you don't know how to do that, there's a prayer in the show notes, or you can click on over to my blog and, um, and click where it says uh, how to invite Jesus into your heart. And also in the bottom of my blog, I put links to my testimony, to, to my story. And I also um, embedded a video at the bottom. It's, it's a hymn that I remember singing when I first started attending the Protestant church in Miami. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. And that's just it. If you go to another church or another religion that, that makes you feel good, but it's sinking sand. Only Jesus is the solid rock. Jesus is where you build your firm foundation on nothing else. That's not even the Catholic church, the Mormon church, the Jehovah's Witnesses. On Christ, the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory. Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that the Holy Spirit, the author of Scripture, touched your heart to reveal the gospel truth that our hope of salvation is through Jesus Christ alone. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media. I encourage you to read the Bible daily and seek the truth for yourself. I recommend that you download two free Bible study apps, the YouVersion Bible app and Through the Word. Friends, we are living in strange, crazy times, the last days, the end times. But know that things aren't falling apart, they are falling into place. Jesus said in Revelation 3, 20-22, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Jesus is knocking. It's up to you to open the door. 
Peter told us in 2 Peter 3, 9, the Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed or perish, but wants everyone to repent. Jesus is coming back soon. Are you ready? Repent of your sins and invite Jesus into your heart right now. If you don't know what to say, there's a prayer in the show notes and on my blog. Jesus said in Matthew 24, 14, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it and then the end will come. Soli Deo Gloria. To God alone be the glory.